Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, where in a single moment you can recognize your brilliance and change your life. This is a transformational hour that covers an array of topics that demonstrate how individuals use their native talents, as shown in their name, to look at the ordinary in extraordinary ways. Albert Einstein once said that everybody's a genius. Why would one of the smartest people on the planet declare that everyone is a genius unless he knew that to be true? I'm your host, Sharon Lynn Wyeth, creator of Namology Science and author of Know the Name, Know the Person. And in each weekly show, you hear the fascinating ways other people have discovered the genius in themselves and what they're able to accomplish. At the end of tonight's show, you'll hear clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius. All over the world, people have many, many diverse interests. And in that vein, people have asked about different occupations and areas of life that have highly interested them. People want to know how highly successful people have managed to achieve their genius mindset by utilizing the gifts that are seen in their name when we use nameology science. So how does someone express their creative talents and how does someone share those gifts with others in such a way that all benefit? Our expert tonight is Julie Wark, who has developed her genius in the area of writing meaningful children's books that teach a core value lesson in each book. We've had her on before. I happen to love her, so I've invited her back because, of course, she keeps creating new books and we want to hear about all of them. Julie is a writer and a poet who has created the character-building children's book series, The Life and Times of Lily the Lash. Having worked in the field of psychiatry and as a teacher's aide earlier in her career, Julie discovered her innate ability to connect with others. Really, she's really easy to connect to, as you'll see if you did not hear the earlier show, but so glad you joined us tonight. Her dynamic personality and inherent sensitivity enable her to relate to children of all ages, and her relaxed demeanor allows her the opportunity to instill the important life lessons found throughout each of her books. In addition to writing of the anticipated 15-book series, she applies her meticulous attention to detail in all aspects of the book's development, from art direction to design layout, printing to distribution, and ultimately advertising and promotion. Julie is also the creator of an educational activities and motivational board game that accompanies the series. Her tremendous energy and her own childlike playfulness help her to bond with children at book signings and author presentations around the country. Whether Julie's presenting to an entire school or speaking to a single child, she's driven by a passion to empower children to make the world a better place. 
She's a proud native of Wisconsin. However, she's lived in Sarasota, Florida with her husband for 22 years now. Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You radio show, Julie. Nice to have you back. Well, thank you. Yeah, well, I'm living in Sarasota. It's been a little bit more than 22. I've lived here for 33 years now. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, I just need yep. to add another 11. <laughs> yes, you do. And they've been 11 wonderful ones because Sarasota is really just um, a unique and beautiful place to be. I mean, I love my Wisconsin, but the winters are just too harsh for me. But um, my Sarasota has um, become my home. And um, yeah, we really love it here. It's just so relaxing. Well, you know, I'm glad you live down there because that's where I got to meet you. So Absolutely. I'm delighted about that, even though I fled Florida because I couldn't handle the the summers. I'd rather have the winters. <laughs> yeah, but for me, it's a little bit different because I write. So I can be inside all summer with the air conditioning and um, don't really notice that it's hot outside. So for me, it's not too bad. I wouldn't want to be a construction worker. I'll tell you that much. Oh. Not me neither, not with that humidity, which I'm sure a lot of people on the East Coast also feel. Okay, so I want to start with, would your English teachers in high school ever think that you would be writing a series of books on building character and morals and integrity? Hmm, probably not, since in high school, um, I remember a big fat D minus in English, um, which certainly told me that I wasn't doing too good at that time. Um, I did bring it up um, towards the end of my um, high school years, but uh, yeah, I just, it was not something that I would have ever put on my bucket list to be a writer, to be an author of a series. It just was just absolutely no interest whatsoever. Um, I had um, opportunities of writing some poetry in school and I was good at that, um, but it just, was of no real appeal to me in any way. It was only upon um, my whole experience with Lily the Lash that um, I realized that I was actually pretty good at it. And um, the creation of the series, putting it all together as far as um, even marketing, would have never thought I had any of these skills. So one of the things I tell children when I speak at the schools is, is that you may think your idea of what you're going to be or want to do is one thing, but life will lead you where you need to be. So, as long as somebody's flexible, and the, because yeah. so many people change, you start in one direction and then you change to another, and then we change to another. In fact, research now shows that the average person will change seven times in their lifetime. Yeah, I don't doubt that. And I even tell the children too, like a ge geographical change too. Say that you, you know, were, wanted to be, you know, a farmer and you grew up on a farm and it was awesome and you loved that. But then you went on a vacation out to California and you ended up, you know, making some friends or even meeting, you know, uh, your husband or wife or whatever and you were out there. Well, then, wow, things might really change. You could become an oceanographer. I mean, just everything can change on a dime. And if you're open to, all of the opportunities, um, it can just come to you and you can take advantage of, of whatever those opportunities are. I was just in California. I was giving speeches in San Diego and in Sacramento, and I was reading number one of the papers there, and they said that 78,000 people a month were leaving California, and 80% of those were moving to Texas. Anyway, that's off our topic. I wow. want to get us back, but isn't that amazing? Okay. I want to do this part of the show where we do your name. Are you ready? I'm ready. Can't wait. <laughs> okay. Julie's name indicates that she has a great sense of humor. 
and that people would find her interesting such that they can listen to her for hours. Her name also indicates that she's brilliant and intuitive, and she had to learn to get comfortable with her intuition. Um, and she had to learn how to trust it because it didn't come easily at first. Uh, she has a very generous heart, lots of self-confidence. She's highly independent and she likes to have new experiences. And that's something in her name where she's the explorer. She will go out and try something new for the first time, may decide it's not for her. But you know what? She's going to go out there and try because she always wants to see something new and different. Wow. <laughs> I would say that pretty much does um, pinpoint it all right there. Okay. Wow. In, in your in your books of the 15 series, of course, I want to talk you into doing a one on names also for the kids. But anyway, <laughs> um, how many you've planning to write 15? So how many have you written now out of the 15 that you've planned to write? Well, five of them are published, done, dusted, and out there, and are being sold every minute. And number six is being illustrated. We're in the process of illustrating the sixth book. Um, I usually wait until mid-book, like number six right now, before I start thinking about what the next book is going to be. Now, I already know, like, um, every book always takes place in a different location, teaching a different character a different life lesson. So I do know that I want an orchestra setting where the um, lesson would be patience. I want an, a hospital setting where the lesson is empathy. I would like a tool shed where the lesson is responsibility. So I kind of know a few things already in the direction that I want to go with those, but I usually don't decide which one's going to be next and, um, and then start writing it until about the mid-time mid of when the book is being illustrated um, prior. So since we're almost to the middle of this book now, I will start thinking about what I want. One of the reasons that that occurs at that time is that always the three um, beginning of the um, first three paragraphs of the next book are in the back of the previous book. So I'll have to have the beginning of this next book, um, book seven in book six. So yeah, it sometimes depends on if it's timely. Sometimes it depends on if an experience um, occurs where, you know, wow, everybody's really talking about that particular, you know, lesson or that particular issue that I might go with that. Um, uh, several schools might ask me about it. Like number four was respect. And a lot of schools were talking about bullying and respect and that kind of thing. So it kind of, even though I knew I was going to do one, it kind of was time for it to happen at that time. So we're working on number six and it'll come out this fall. So what's not, what's the main theme of number six? Number six takes place in the back of an art studio. Every evening when the studio closes, the art comes to life. Once a month, they have this really cool thing where they have a little art contest. Um, and they pick three different pieces of, like it could be the paint, it could be beads, it could be clay, and they pick three different items, and then they have to create themselves into something, and then everybody in the room and all the other um, crafts and so forth vote on who was the best creation that month, and then they give a little prize, and they have pizza and, uh, and juice and so forth. So Pibble D. Pencil is jealous of Bellamy Brush, so jealousy is the problem, but confidence is the lesson because Pibbledy Pencil has lost confidence in her black pencil drawings, and her pencil drawings are fantastic. 
they're black pencil drawings and they are that they're not colorful like Bellamy brush creates with her, you know, paintbrush, but confidence in ourselves in what our abilities that we have and the things that we can do with those um, abilities. We don't want to get that lost. We want okay. to have confidence. We need to take a break. We do want them to have confidence. Stay tuned and know the name, know the genius in you, which can be heard on xzbn.net and Zone Broadcast Network and on knowthename.com. After the break, we're going to find out what inspired Julie to leave behind her psychiatry work and become totally devoted to writing books that assist children, regardless of the child's age, from 5 to 95 years old. Stay tuned. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo-TV plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. 
That's www.bradolson.com. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on xzbn.net and xzone.net. Uh, broadcast network and on knowthename.com. Our guest tonight is Julie Work, whose website is lilythelash.com. So that's L-I-L-L-Y, the, and lash is L-A-S-H.com. Okay, so I met you when you were at a book fair and you were selling your books. Was it challenging to bring your books and ideas out to the people? I mean, is that how you initiated it at a book fair? Or what were you doing when you had this great idea and then you said, okay, how do I get it out there? How did you decide to start marketing it? Well, I read um, several books um, and even went on the Internet and investigated um, about, you know, what happens when you have an idea and you want to write a book. Um, now, this is 12 years later, there's lots and lots of ideas out there for you to um, Google and find out about. But back then, it was just, um, in fact, self-publishing was mm, really pretty looked down on. Now it's becoming much more accepted, almost the norm. But back then, it was a little bit like called vanity um, publishing, where it was because you thought you were so fantastic that you'd publish it yourself and call yourself an author. Um, so, but when I read these books and find out, uh, found out about, you know, the different information I was seeking, the main thing it suggested and stated was the easy part is writing the book. It's the marketing and it is knowing who your, who your audience is, how are you going to get it to them and how are they going to know you exist? So you have to decide whether if, it, if you're going to go to a big publishing house and have them take over, well, then that's fine because they're going to take care of that. But if you are going to self-publish and you are going to take it on yourself, you are definitely going to need to know who your market is and how you're going to get them there and the ups and downs as well. I meet lots of people who um, I run into who tell me that they have you know 2,000 books sitting in their garage because they can't sell them. Um, in a lot of cases, they aren't going to be able to do an art and craft show because, for example, a gentleman I met this weekend, it's a novel. Mine are beautifully, spectacularly illustrated. And so when you go by my booth, um, the visual alone is a draw. So now you come over, and then I always have these plaques that sit by the books as well that have one big word that says honesty or respect, the main lesson in each book. So that also draws people over to talk to me. Um, so for me, the visual is a big, um, marketing tool. It works because people don't expect to meet an author at these types of things. They often are there for maybe jewelry or pottery or glassware or art, you know, to hang on their wall. And then there'll be an author there. When I started, um, like 10 years, over 10 years ago, almost 11 now, um, there I was it there were no other authors I was the only person and people were kind of perplexed they were like what are you doing here <laughs> um I don't know if they didn't think that because well geez you must not be you know famous because you wouldn't be here um but I'll tell you what it's got nothing to do with that um don't get me wrong I don't consider myself to be you know hugely famous now but we're doing quite well in our you know the series is very successful Meeting the customer does many things. It brings a realness for the child and the parent and grandparent and educator who meets me 
to have that absolute direct connection. It gives them an opportunity to um, express how they feel about it, or they give me ideas. Um, I have many, many, many parents and educators who talk to me about, like we were talking earlier, about sort of what the next lesson should be. I've had many parents ask me to write a book about sibling death. Now, that's, I, I wish I could. I'm not sure that I ever would tackle that because fortunately for me, I've never had a sibling die. So for me to know, to be eight years old or six, seven, eight years old and then have a sibling die and not know how that would feel, um, I, I think you almost would have to have that experience to be able to write that book for a child. Um, but it's just cool because the people I meet have so many things to 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 share with me. So for me, um, yeah, I love doing art and craft shows. I love meeting the customers in this circumstance. So um, it, it, it may not work for everyone, but it certainly works for me. You know, the person who wrote The Hungry Caterpillar and has just so many books out right now and incredible products and everything else, he started the same way. He started out in California at art fairs. So, I mean, I think it's a lovely way to start. Now, I've seen people cry at your booths. Why do you suppose that happened? I think it's a couple of reasons. I think one reason is, is that my main character is an eyelash. And I know that that sounds so strange, an eyelash. What's that all about? Well, she's an eyelash fairy. And this is how it's sort of set. She's an eyelash fairy, an eyelash that lived on my eye as a little girl. She helped me to see the beauty in the world around me. She would help me to see the beauty within me. And she would help me to see how to make good choices and be a good person. But when I'm eight years old, she leaves me. And in every episode, she goes to a different location to teach a different character, a different life lesson, because she has to teach the whole world these important lessons. So I think for one thing, when people kind of find that out and then they look at these soft, beautiful illustrations that bring it across so tenderly, and wow, an eyelash, of course she would help you to see. And it's about our, our spirits, our hearts, our souls. It's about a certain softness of how we recognize when we're making a mistake or a lesson that we're learning. So that's one thing. And more importantly, I think our world is done with the disrespect the unkind acts, the way we've been going for a while now. I believe that everyone is trying to step it up and has been trying for some time now. Um, the media, in all fairness, reports a lot of negative stuff because we're human beings and human beings will look at an accident twice. Why do we do that? Because we're human beings. So the media does report negative stuff because that's what they do. But... I get the opposite. When you come to my booth and you see what my books are about, these people are coming, even if they don't, the intention is, isn't to purchase a book, they will stand and talk to me about what their community is doing or what they did at their grandchild's school or what their grandchild did in collecting money for one of the children's parents who have cancer. Just amazing things. And we get these conversations going and it just gives everybody standing there goosebumps and tears. And we'll all sometimes be crying. It's, it's not something that's happened once. It's not something that's happened a couple hundred times. This is something that's happened over the 11 years several thousand times. And it's just 
kind of bizarre because you think, wow, how could that be? But I think people are really, really wanting to get back to good old-fashioned values, not a perfect world, but let's get back to shaking someone's hand, meaning it, and following through with the promise we've made. That would be so nice. I've got a quickie question for you before I start talking to you about Mark Tobin, your fabulous illustrator. Have you considered in your book of 15 writing a book on how your body belongs to you as a kid and it's okay to say no, don't touch, or these are my privates? Um, I probably could write then a different book, but it wouldn't be a Lily the Lash book. The Lily the Lash series is about character building. It's a, and not that that can't be somehow in there, but it just wouldn't fit in with what I'm doing with that. Um, but I've also been asked to want to write a book for like adolescents about that kind of same thing. The, even our growth of like all of a sudden you see this big pimple on your head, you look in the mirror, and when you're a teenager, that pimple is like a mountain. It is horrendous. So I kind of would, if I did venture into that and try that, I would almost like to make it, you know, humorous. But I'm, I'm, I'm just going to try to stick with, you know, responsibility, you know, mindfulness, um, these types of things for this series and then see where we, you know, expand from here. Um, there's all sorts of adventures that, and, and different, um, uh, opportunities that are coming my way. I'm going to be writing a biography for a gentleman out of California this summer. Um, he's only 29 years old, but many, many things have occurred and happened in his life, good and bad. Um, and so we'll see where life takes me. Well, that's kind of exciting, though. So how did you decide on your illustrations and Mark Tobin, your illustrator, how did that start and whose ideas are the drawings as they are? You're so right. They are absolutely spectacular. And we only have a little over a minute and then we'll have to pause. But go ahead and get started. Well, this will be a quickie. I met Mark, um, found him uh, on an Internet um, search. Um, he is fabulous, but he is of the past. Mark is no longer illustrating for us. We have a new illustrator and he is just as spectacular. He's just amazing. He's so much fun. We have a great time together. Um, and there's sites on, on the internet where you can find incredible illustrators at an affordable price, um, who can bring you the creations that you, um, want and need for whatever you are creating. Oh, that's interesting. So who's creating for you now? Is it is so this one is it your book six has a new illustrator? Correct. His name is Joe Palmisano and he is absolutely just jaw dropping. Just amazing. Absolutely amazing. So yeah, well, we're not uh um, you know, Mark is lovely and I you know, love him and that will never change. Um, but he had another um opportunity for a full time job to be creative and do that on his own and And of course um, he'd wanna do that. We need to take another break. Stay tuned okay. to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which can be heard on XZBN.net and Exxon Broadcast Network and on knowthename.com. This show is dedicated to helping children learn social grace and becoming empowered individuals. Stay tuned.
from our broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, it was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello 
Costello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. N.com. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Julie Work, who can be reached via her website, lilythelash.com. And Lily has two L's in it, so it's lilythelash.com. When you got started, Julie, first of all, before I ask you this, my questions for you, you know, when you gave me your new illustrator's name of Joe, he has in his name that he can be famous and well-remembered for many, many years after his death. I just thought I'd put that out there. So you've got one that's... Wow! Well, he's going to love that. I can't <laughs> wait to tell him. Okay. So I'm curious. You know, you've had different stumbling blocks along the way. And I would like to ask you just to name one of them and what you did to overcome them. Because I always like to encourage people that, hey, we all have challenges and look how you, what challenge you had and what you overcame with it. What could you share? Well, we've had a couple of different printers. Um, all of a sudden, a printer that we loved closed shop and then we had to find a different printer, worried that we weren't going to find someone local that we loved. Um, we, um, have financial, you know, wonders and thought, wow, we might not be able to do this anymore. You know, if you have to, nonetheless, you're going to print the new book, but now the, the, the previous book needs to have a reprinting, you know, it's not inexpensive. You got to have the funding. Um, so then we've, um, be able to, we've actually found a backer a couple of times, um, finding a new illustrator thought that, oh, my Lord, really? I'm never going to find somebody like Mark. Well, I found someone totally as awesome as Mark, and he's just so much fun, and we just laugh our heads off, and he's just so talented. So you can think that, you know, wow, maybe this isn't going to happen anymore, or, you know, maybe I have to, you know, rethink this. Like my husband says, geez, Julie, whenever you come to a wall, you go over it, under it, around it, you dig a hole, you knock it down, you cut it in half, you do something to find out what's on the other side. And so you just got to do that. And in the end, if it was time to call it a day, I will know when it's time to call it a day. If something happened in that direction that you know, told us that you know, this was the end of this experience. That has not occurred. That has not happened. Everyone keeps, you know, just can't wait for the next book, constantly encouraging us, and we just keep having things that happen for us that lead us to the next step. You know, each of your books is not only intended to build character, but each book also donates to a charitable organization. When did you decide to do that, and how did you choose your organizations? Well, the very first book when we were going to do this and decided we were going to start with this, um, we just thought it was a good idea. And my friend Irene, um, who has 
now gone to become an angel, Irene had um, breast cancer. And I asked her if there was anything that I could give to, where would she want me to give it to? And she said, and we write in the back of the book specifically where it goes to. And the funding for that first book goes to Moffitt in Tampa. Um, and uh, that that hospital is a um, teaching hospital, and they do tons and tons with um, – uh, uh, finding out about research for breast cancer, and now they've become a really big deal with breast cancer um, internationally. So we're really glad that we can give to that organization. And so that's the first one. And then the second one is lung cancer. The third one is um, cystic fibrosis. The fourth is um, autism. The fifth is MS. And number six will be uh, Down syndrome. Oh, I love the fact one of our uh, very popular radio shows was with a, a child who's now 26 that has Down syndrome, but she's in movies and she's on the board of of the Special Olympics and she's been able to do so many things. And one of the things that she always says is, let's focus on our abilities instead of our disabilities. So I think that's I, I wonderful agree more. I that you're agree doing more. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I, go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say, you have so many free educational materials on your website, lilythelash.com, including a board game called Lily's Garden of Growth. And that board game empowers children with behavior issues or special needs. How did you come up with that idea? Well, I had an educator who approached me, and she works with behavioral issues um, with various different children at different levels. And so she um, came to me and said, you know, I created this, you know, silly thing that I glued all this stuff together and I have it on the wall, but the kids love it. And I would love it if you could use the characters from your first book and make something really cool that would be motivational. So it really started out to be for children with behavioral issues. Um, you start at one end of the board and it's a path. And then at three different sections, well, you move forward on the path by doing good behaviors or whatever it is that you're needing to do. And then three different areas, a birdhouse, watering can, and wheelbarrow, you get a small reward. And then at the end, when you get to the moon, you get a bigger reward. But it, when it came out, everybody wanted it. People wanted to use it at home with chores. People wanted to use it. Um, therapists wanted to use it. Um, schools wanted to use it to keep children in the classroom in a straight line from point A to point B, um, clean the classroom, proper hall behavior. So it really can be used by anyone for anything that you're wanting to motivate the child to do, even read books. So if a child is uh, not really loving reading or um, not really encouraged to be reading yet, um, that board game can help them move forward with that um, if they get you know, to move forward every time they read a paragraph or read a page or read a book, and then they'll get small rewards along the way for motivation. It's been a huge success. That has been a massive success. But we also just came out with another board game. It's a poster, and you can print it for free, and then you print the pedals, and you learn the alphabet and sign language. And then once you learn the alphabet, you can take the alphabet off. And then you go back and go back, and it's a sunflower. And then you go back and use all the, there's 26 petals with words, like mother, father, family, eat, drink, sorry, help, thank you, that type of thing. So how do we find Garden of Growth and the new one? I've gathered they're both on your website. They're right on the home, you can't miss them. They're on the home page when you go to lilythelash.com. You can't miss them. They're huge on the home page. All right. Please share with us the story of the lady named Cindy who came by your booth and purchased all of your books for a library in Uganda. 
What happened? Oh, yeah, well, she just went there. So, I, well, I think she's visited a couple times already. But, yeah, she, um, she was amazing. She came and um, spoke with me. She does teachings and some um, kind of pastoral kind of stuff there. Um, she had her own personal story that she shared with me. Um, and this type of thing happens all the time where people are so excited to want to take this level of not only learning and reading, but this level of touching your soul and, and helping us move forward in our lives to be a better person. And she was going to be take, teaching, teaching children, kind of starting a school, actually, in Uganda. And, yeah, I just saw on Facebook the other day that she um, is there again. She was in the airport on her way there. So, yeah, she's very excited about using Lily the Lash um, to teach the children in her school. Don't you, aren't some of your books now on CDs also? DVDs. Um, they're not, uh, well, yeah, we don't, the, the CDs can be um, bought from teachers on teacher on, we have, there's a site called teachers pay teachers and they can do a CD on there, but we have DVDs, literal DVDs that people can purchase and you watch them and listen to them. And it is the whole book. And then I'm narrating it with little sound effects in the background on all the pages. And they're just, they're great for a new reader, a struggling reader, children with special needs, they can follow along when they have the book in their lap and they can follow along. And when I say a word like somersault or exceptional, they see it, they hear it, and they connect it onto the page. And now all of a sudden, oh, that's what somersault looks like and sounds like. And they learn the word. You know, that's interesting because when I lived in Japan, I would, my kids were very young, one to one and two for the first time when we first moved over there. And Traffic, if you can go 10 miles an hour, you're making good time over there. It goes so slowly. And I would give them books and I would have made tapes and I'd put on their little headsets. And so they would be watching the pages and listening to me read to them anytime we got in the car. For an example, Disneyland was like 45 miles away from where we lived. And I would always plan at least five hours to get us there. <laughs> and so <laughs> that's great. You know, so when they woke up, I put them in their own. Of course you did. I'd put them in their car seat still asleep. And when they woke up, I'd put their little headsets on them and say, "Okay, time to read. And here's your snack. You know, nice, nice, nice. nice. Yeah. You know, everybody who introduces reading and that's become a really big thing. People are not waiting until the child is like two, three years old to start even with yellow and red and all that. They are reading from day one. They're reading before the baby is out of mom's tummy. They are reading immediately. And yes, okay, is the book, especially mine, are for a little bit, you know, for reading it, self-read, it's, they're a little bit for older children for, you know, four to ten. But my customers purchase for zero to ten because they are reading them to them from get-go. When I, when I meet these children who are being read to from day one, at three years old, they are able to stand at my table and read many of the words. And I'm just, my mouth is just wide open. I'm like, how old are you? Three years old. <laughs> That's because they've been read to and, you know, from the beginning. Yeah, it is amazing. I have a, a three-year-old granddaughter and what she already knows floors me. 
Um, When we come back, I want to find out if you've got any plans to spread your books around the nation, but we need to take our last break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on XZBN.net and XZone Broadcast Network Station and on KnowTheName.com. After the break, we're going to find out what Julie has in her name that has assisted her that you might have in your name as well. Stay tuned. heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, sci-fi and horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Exposé Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From out of the woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com.
back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Julie, who has a last name that I play with all the time, and I seem to always can't quite get it. So, Julie, I'm going to let you say your last name so everybody will know how you pronounce it. It's woik, like I woik all day and woik all night. See, and then I'll I'll put that R in there instead of that I. But anyway, and a lot of people do. Yeah, W O I K. Like I wake all day and wake all night. That's it. <laughs> anyway, her website is lilythelash.com. She's taken her fabulous communication skills to a level where she's able to write enticing stories that share how to have ethics and how to get along in today's world. She serves others in this capacity. What is your basis for your deep desire to serve other people, Julie? Wow. Well, that's a question. Um, you know, I just, I was raised in a really wonderful household. I had, you know, wonderful parents. Um, they were firm but loving. Um, I grew up in a wonderful community in Wisconsin. I learned what it was all about to become a neighbor. And then when I worked in psychiatry in the very beginning, um, I came, I remember coming home and like lying on a bed and looking at the ceiling and thinking, wow, everybody didn't come from the safe haven I did. And when you don't have that stable, um, firm, um, loving, um, upbringing, not saying it was perfect, nobody's perfect, but it, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty stable. And when you don't have that in the beginning as a child, there are just so many things that become lost. You can become, um, you, you feel abandoned, you feel insecure, um, you, you don't, your self-worth, you're not sure where that is, you're never really sure if you're doing the right thing or if you're being yelled at for the right thing, um, these kinds of things, and that leads into your adulthood. And I just really saw that there, um, we need to support one another, we need to love one another, we need to learn from one another. Um, I thought that be- long before the Lily the Lash series came about. I believe that the series came about because that is how I live my life. And it is, this is an avenue for me to continue to do what I do instead of being in a, um, in a psychiatric um, facility or being in a um, psychiatrist's office type thing. Um, I'm out there every day meeting people who are feeling the same exact way that, that I do. Um, and we're just trying to make the world a better place. And so we just need to keep moving. We need to keep trying harder. We need to keep encouraging one another. Um, we, we, you know, we're getting somewhere when we're lifting others. We need to continue to lift others. Let's bring everyone up. Let's reach out our hands and let's, be mindful of the kindnesses that we show and whether we can literally and physically see the differences we're making or not. Because if you are being mindful and kind and respect the people around us and, and, and understand or treat, at least try to understand differences, if we're trying to do those things, we are certainly making our world a better place. 
Most definitely. I think that's why I was called to come be a teacher for so long. It was like, how can we infuse love and kindness and respect into a lot of children who don't get that at home or who get it occasionally or you know, I always think about the difference between a child being loved unconditionally and a child being loved with conditions or not feeling loved at all. And it really does affect somebody for the rest of their life. Um, no are, there, doubt. are there any plans to spread your books around to the nation? Well, um, we have signed a contract um, in January with a company called Benden, and Benden works with Disney, Nickelodeon, Sesame Street. You will find Benden books in Walmart, uh, CVS, Walgreens, Target, um, Dollar Store, Dollar Trees, Dollar General, everywhere. They make activity books and coloring books, and they are now coming out with a whole line of books that will be um, character-building, social-skill-building books. And they have picked up my books to put along um, with their line, and they will um, be offering them to their 80,000-plus retail store customers that already purchased from them um, that is nationally and in Canada. So we are looking at a big deal coming up here um, this fall. So they're going to start being available in those outlets, you think, maybe September? Um, September, October, I'm assuming sometime this fall. I believe September when they is when the rollout is expected. That is so exciting because it'll be so it's much easier exciting. for people to get your books. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's exciting for, in my eyes, in our eyes, it's exciting for one really, really major purpose. The books will, become, will be coming out in various formats. They'll be in hardcover in some bookstores and so forth, and they'll also be in, like, um, a dollar store format. There will be a smaller version, a thinner version in thin cover that will also be sold at, like, Dollar Tree or, or at Dollar General. I don't know how much if the price point will be, like, $3 or whether it'll be $1. But um, this offers everybody's budget the availability to purchase these good character books. So everyone of every economic status um, pretty much will be able to afford the books and teach their children about good character. So we're thrilled. Just couldn't be happier. And Benden is awesome company. Just amazing. They, um, part of their mission is just, just because it's inexpensive doesn't mean you have to lose quality. And if you literally go to any dollar store, Dollar Tree, Dollar General, and you pick up any one of their coloring books, sticker books, activity books, you will just, your mouth will be opened for a one, two, three dollars. You cannot believe the beauty of their books for children. They're just amazing. So yeah, um, we're very happy to be hooked up with this company. Well, I think you deserve it. And I, I'm so thrilled because your books are wonderful that they'll get exposed to a lot more people. Yeah. Julie, if you could change one thing about people's understanding or how they look at the world, what would that one thing be? I think we have to um I think we have to take a step back and realize that we were never ever a perfect world. I think too many people make the comment to me these days, these days, these days. Um I believe that we have always had mistakes and we've always had errors and we've we've always had issues prior to now. One of the differences is is big-time social media and the media outlets alone. You can get news 24-7. It's around a lot. 
So as soon as anything happens, somebody's mobile phone is videotaping it kind of thing. These things, and I'm not saying that that's, you know, they would have happened anyway. And so, okay, so we didn't know about that happening, but it did happen. Okay, that's true. But we need to focus on the good. We need to continue the good. We need to be, again, lifting one another up. And so if I can ask everyone to please recognize that we are never going to be a perfect world, but it is not rocket science. We can be kinder. We can be more mindful. We can look out for one another. And if we continue to do that, we are already making our world a better place. Lots of bad things happen too, Sharon, that then change things, like all these, um, this um, stuff going on with that shooting that happened in Parkland. Wow. I don't know what's all going to come out of that, but I know what, one thing that did come out of it. It shook everyone up to start talking, and that's a good thing. We got to talk. We have to open up to one another. Race, you know, racial issues, um, um, uh, um, um, your opinion versus my opinion. Um, I see it this way. You see it that way. Well, I think we can learn from one another if we try just a little bit harder. So we just need to keep trying. You know, that was really interesting because, you know, I was teaching at the school, a middle school that was very close to Parkland. And I think anytime there's a disruption in the status quo, it causes ones to start talking and thinking and it disrupts their safety factor. And so children are very much affected, but our whole entire nation was affected because it's still on people's lips. People are still talking about it. And every weekend they come up to me every weekend, Sharon, that gets mentioned to me probably at least five times. Yeah, because it really does make a difference. Thank you for bringing that up. And thank you so much, Julie, for joining us again. I love having you on the show. Well, thank you for having having me, honey. It um, was such a pleasure, you know, first meeting you and how cool your whole name thing is. I mean, you're just amazing. So it's an absolute pleasure to have talked to you again. Be prepared and surprised and pleased when you experience Julie's work. Her website, again, is lilythelash.com. Julie's name indicates that she excels at saying things in an interesting way and has a great sense of humor. This is found in the letter's first vowel of the first name being a U. If your first vowel and your first name is a U, then you too have this talent and you can decide how to utilize it. You know, the U's are very interesting people and very entertaining people, and they're really easy to get along with. Do you know where your genius lies? I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, host of the radio show, Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which can be heard every weekday at various hours right here on XZBN.net radio, an X-Zone radio station, and also on my website, knowthename.com. Tune in to hear the fascinating ways other people discovered the genius in themselves and what they were able to accomplish. If you'd like to know more about your name, please check out the website, knowthename.com, and give us a caller. And that way you can discover your own innate genius and you can give yourself the gift of a name reading. You can schedule an appointment with me by visiting knowthename.com. This is Sharon Lynn Wyatt signing off.
Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.